This presentation was prepared for release on April 16th, 2021. My name is Terry Noel Tao. Greetings. I am devoting this installment of Beethoven on Friday to recordings of the Beethoven symphonies that I haven't been able to play in other contexts. All of these are worthy of your attention and I hope you will find the listening experience rewarding. I am going to begin with a recording of the Beethoven Symphony Number no. 1 in C major, Opus 21, that was made in the Concertgebouw in Amsterdam in April of 1940. The Concertgebouw Orchestra Amsterdam is conducted by Willem Mengelberg. <laughs>
recorded in the Concertgebouw in Amsterdam in the Netherlands in April of 1940. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony Number no. 1 in C Major, Opus 21. The Concertgebouw Orchestra of Amsterdam, the Amsterdam Concertgebouw Orchestra, conducted by Willem Mengelberg. Like everything that Mengelberg did, his Beethoven is charismatic, committed, and, let's be blunt about it, eccentric and willful from time to time, but by God it's enjoyable. The recording of the Beethoven Symphony No. 2 in D major, Opus 36, that I'm going to share with you in this installment of Beethoven on Friday, is a recording made by one of the greatest interpreters of Beethoven of all time. I speak of Felix von Weingartner. This is a recording he made in the number one studio in Abbey Road in London, England on March 2nd, 1938. The Second Symphony, Opus 36, by Ludwig van Beethoven. <laughs>
recorded in the number one studio at the Abbey Road Studios in London, England, on March 2, 1938. The London Symphony Orchestra, conducted by the great Felix von Weingartner. Beethoven, the Symphony No. 2 in D major, Opus 36. I have to say, if somebody said to me, you may only keep one integral cycle of the Beethoven symphonies by a single conductor, my choice would be Felix von Weingartner, hands down. No ifs, no ands, no buts. The conductor and very fine pianist James Levine died at the age of 77 with a big cloud over him. I certainly do not countenance his unforgivable misbehavior, his sexual escapades, but I am loath to throw a beautiful baby out with admittedly filthy bathwater. I also will say that my own personal encounters with James Levine were absolutely delightful. I remember particularly a hilarious evening in a pub and restaurant on East 54th Street that had, shall we say, a somewhat dubious reputation, but the food was excellent. And he joined our table and was absolutely delightful from beginning to end. Still, I ask you, it's just inexplicable what he did, and it's sadly not refutable. I first heard about his escapades as early as the mid-1970s, shall we say. Uh, my source was an inside source, and there is an element of confidentiality involved. So, sadly, and perhaps it's just as well, I can't go into the details. He was a superb opera conductor, as is known to all and sundry. I was, as it happens, at one of his last performances, and it was a spectacular performance of the Verdi Requiem. His undeniable skills as a conductor of orchestral music, however, are often overlooked. And what I would like to share with you now is a recording that James Levine made with the Met Orchestra, the orchestra of the Metropolitan Opera in New York. The recording was made in New York City at the Manhattan Center in June of 1993. Here he is conducting Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 3 
in E-flat major, the Eroica.
recorded in the Manhattan Center in New York City in June of 1993. The Met Orchestra, conducted by James Levine. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony No. 3 in E-flat major, Opus 55, the Eroica. Yes, James Levine, shall we say, led a much less than admirable personal life. But as much as I despise his behavior, I decline to throw a beautiful baby out with filthy, dirty bathwater. And he was an excellent and charismatic conductor. And I think that that performance of the Eroica Symphony is worthy of a listener's attention. I hope you agree. Pablo Casals was very fond of the Beethoven Symphony Number no. 4 in B-flat major, Opus 60. And there are two commercial recordings of that symphony with him conducting. The first of these was made during the 78 RPM era in the early 1930s in Barcelona. He conducted the orchestra that he founded and that he subsidized. And I don't think that recording has been transferred to CD, but it is a marvelous performance, and it was available in this country as a pioneering coarse groove LP when the Victor Talking Machine Company experimented with a long playing format. They were not quite as imaginative and innovative as Columbia was, and of course it was Columbia in 1948 that brought the LP into reality. The second performance was recorded at Marlborough, Vermont, in the summer of 1969. The Marlborough Festival Orchestra is conducted by Don Pablo Casals.
recorded in concert at the Marlborough Festival in Marlborough, Vermont, in the summer of 1969. The Marlborough Festival Orchestra, conducted by Pablo Casals, then 92 going on 93. Ludwig van Beethoven, the Symphony No. 4 in B-flat major, Opus 60. And now we come to what is probably the best known of the nine Beethoven symphonies. The Symphony Number no. 5 in C minor, Opus 67. This performance was recorded in Studio 8H in Rockefeller Center on February 27th, March 1st, and March 29th, 1939. The NBC Symphony Orchestra is conducted by Arturo Toscanini.
recorded in NBC's Studio 8H in 30 Rockefeller Plaza in Manhattan, in Rockefeller Center, New York City, New York, in a series of sessions held on February 27th, March 1st, and March 29th, 1939. Arturo Toscanini, conducting the NBC Symphony Orchestra in Ludwig van Beethoven's Symphony No. 5 in C minor, Opus 67. Perhaps his most famous symphony, with the possible exception of the ninth. <laughs> 